Podcast about Scooter Clowny in the house. Hello, what's up, man? Not much. How hey, you doing? I'm, 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 man, I'm hanging in there. I'm doing pretty well considering it's snowing in April. Yeah, all day. Weather's been pretty butt. Yeah, man. Um, so what's up? So Scooter, for those that don't know, has a barbershop. Crown, Cut, Crown Barbershop. It's the best barbershop in Pittsburgh. Doesn't mean bald fade. <laughs> Ladies at work think I go to a black barber. That's always a compliment. So let's uh, let's talk about some barber shit. All right. Um, you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I've got a few years under my belt. What, what was there anything particularly that that drew you into it? Uh, I've been looking to do something with my hands for a while. Wanted to learn how to do something. I was tired of working in the service industry, and uh, I was going to a lot of tattoo conventions at the time. A lot of tattooers have good haircuts. I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to get my hair cut. I've been shaving my head for a long time. And, you know, next thing I knew, I was like, I think I could do this. Yeah. And just kind of went from there. It took me about a year before I was actually enrolled in school, but got in there pretty quick. And, you know, school flies by. And a couple years later, here we are. So you wanted to learn a craft. Yep, for sure. Now, uh, you actually told me something interesting. Like, I think we were talking about how uh, we were talking about black people and black people cutting hair and black barbershops. Right. Definitely. And you told me something interesting. You said that um, when guys get felonies, it doesn't prevent them from uh, going to barber school. In fact, a lot of guys can get certified in jail. Another big one. Hmm. And so um, for those that don't know, to be a barber, you have to have a license. And if you have a a felony on your record or certain crimes on your record, um, you can't get licensed for a whole lot of things. But um, for those who, you know, rightfully or wrongfully have to do some time, these guys can learn how to cut hair. And with things being the way they are, yeah. uh, that's maybe one of the reasons that there are so many black barbershops and there are so many, you know, black people that can cut hair and, right. and rock then, nice haircuts. And when in the 60s, when people started growing their hair out and, you know, all the way through the 70s, people were guys were getting perms and stuff for a lot of white guys. Uh, barbershops kind of died out. Uh, a lot of people started going to unisex salons. But not black people. Most black people wear their hair short because it's so curly or, you know, kinky. So the, the barbershop and the black culture never disappeared like it did for here for like 40 years. And we're starting to see people wearing their hair shorter now, and that's why barbershops are coming back. But for a lot of people, they never went anywhere. Huh. Interesting. Um... Let's see what else is going on. So, how's the shop doing, man? You're doing pretty well with the shop. It's shop's doing great. I, keeping you, know, you busy. Keeping me way busy, um, way busier than I thought I'd be. Just hired a second barber. Um, What's his name? Kane. Kane. Yep. Yeah, Kane's a good kid. Real motivated. Gets there before I do. Leaves after I after I'm done. Like, yeah, he's doing great. It's been a great addition to the shop. I saw a couple of his uh, cuts on Instagram. He looks yeah. like he 
He's got some skill with the fade. Yeah, yeah. He's got, got a some... mean fade. He's like uh, really likes doing different stuff, switching it up. He's not scared to try something new. Um, his, his his clientele loves him. Solid guy. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I waited and picked somebody uh, that works so well in there with me. Definitely, it can be a big problem when you got to go to work with somebody you don't like every day in such close quarters. Listen to them tell their dumb stories and jokes. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it can be a real pain. So, uh, another thing that always, you know, well, another thing that attracted me to a traditional men's barbershop is that it's just a place where people go and talk Mm -hmm. and bullshit. Um, I'd imagine, you know, you can confirm that. Right, yep, yep, a lot of talking. Yeah. (laughs) Talking all day, yep. For better, for worse. Right. Um, You know, I'm always, just culturally, I'm interested in things that uh, bring people together. So, um, you know, for a long time, I was just one of those guys, you know, right. from, from the suburbs, you know, I go to super cuts or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, yep. uh, took me a long time. Probably, you know, my friend, Justin Pitts, he said, you've lived in the same town or in you know, the same area your whole life and you don't have a barber that you go to. I'm like, no, I just, you know, just wander around the area and occasionally go to one of these corporate Shop ass shops. chains. And yeah, and yeah they, they were culturally uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, there'd be a good-looking chick that would cut my hair. That would be cool. Right, but you never get the same person to cut your hair twice, which makes it hard. The more you cut someone's hair, the easier it gets. Uh, Right. Yeah, and they're not even that cheap anymore, those chop shops, like those like Ricks and Supercuts. Sport Clips. Sport Clips, yep. They play the dumbest ESPN channel. Of the the, like 12 ESPN channels that there are, I had my hair cut there once or twice, and uh, uh, they played like the – dumbest sports commentary you could imagine yeah those places they're they're terrible and i mean people that right out of school they go there they get a job they get some experience and they go somewhere else so there's it's always someone new it's always someone right out of school like those places are just set up to fail but the small boutique shop that's fun oh yeah i, I love it i mean i like going to work and, and you know opening up in garfield was uh i mean i'm right next to refresh and time bomb and i've known those guys for years so it's been a really good fit and you know they had a spot for me it's been great so cool thing about your shop is that like you know for people who don't know you meet all kinds of people there (laughs) you got black people there you got white people there guy came in the other day he could barely speak english uh you know you got straight people you got gays you got lesbians um uh it's been uh, a successful um venture i think culturally which is another thing that you know i mean one you can cut my hair but two i can come to your shop and just kind of watch the world go by and it's pretty cool right yeah it's uh opening up a barbershop was was was, uh interesting in the terms of i mean east liberty and and garfield are in the middle of being gentrified right now and i had to be very aware of that as as a person who looks like me going into a traditionally black neighborhood. And I had to make sure that I could offer my services to not only the people that were going to be moving there, but to the people that were from that neighborhood. And and barbershops, I think, are the most segregated things in the city next to maybe churches. Like, mm. So to get in there and, and, and have my clientele be as mixed as it is, I mean, I get every type of, every walk of life, every economic bracket you can think of from you know, uh, from the very bottom to some pretty rich guys that come in and a lot of women that's one of the reasons i i chose crown as a name i wanted to be gender neutral because i i do cut a lot of women's hair i don't cut long hair but i'll cut anybody's hair who wants it short like mm-hmm. so and it's been nice i've got a good reaction like 
Um, I like, like I said, all these different types of people come in and no one's ever had a problem with anybody who's been in there. That was, you know, something that was kind of worried about at times. Like those things don't always mix well. And, and it's been, it's been great. Um, do you ever have people come through with like a, a political platform, meaning, you know, vote for so-and-so, you know, for like, some election that you may or may not know about. Like trying to sell, like, uh, um, yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, people go to where people talk a lot, mm-hmm. often trying to sell stuff. Cause you know, there, there right. are people there, you know, Absolutely. movers and shakers get their haircut, you know, from all sorts of different backgrounds. Right. So, um, do you have any, uh, you have any good stories of like, or, or like conf- <laughs> confounding had- stories about people coming in trying to sell shit or trying oh, yeah. to get you to like vote a certain way or one of the first couple within the first couple of weeks that I opened up, I had a guy come in and, uh, opened up a bag of clearly stolen, like, uh, Mach three razors. And he's like, you're mm-hmm. a barber. You want razors. Right. And I was like, uh, no, I think I'm good. I don't even use those type of razors, you know? And he's like, well, what kind of razors do you use? And I, pointed at the, my, my straight razor blades right there on the, on the counter. And he said, Oh great. I'll be back next week. <laughs> I was like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's interesting. And you, you did tell me that story before. And, uh, I can't imagine what I would have felt if I would have been there for that. But what the question in my head was more, um, like political, uh, I mean, it's, they, they, so, so, you know, say, say I'm, I'm say I'm like real old money. My, my, my family's been rich in Pittsburgh for five generations going back to trains and steel and like you know and there are people like that and uh you know sometimes those people end up in politics so they see oh here's here's a place where a, a diverse crew of uh people get their hair cut um i'm gonna try to get them to vote for uh like uh, i don't know local city council right. or peduto or, or you know we without getting you know too, too many deep into official it. people come through and try to do it um a, a politics comes up a lot in in the barbershop mm-hmm. uh Luckily, I mean, I get a lot of people who tend to think the way I do in there because it's so diverse. A lot of people who don't like things like diversity don't really want to come in. <laughs> yeah. But um, you got to have some tolerance to hang out at Crown Barbershop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you never know what's going to go on in there. I mean, it's, <laughs> ugh, man, it's. it's Did you ever of, cut that Mexican guy's hair into a mohawk? Uh, he never came back. Oh. That guy never came back. No, usually when people come in as a walk in and try to make an appointment, they don't usually come back. Oh, that's one thing I've definitely noticed. Fair enough. Yeah. So I got a question. Uh, let's plug the other businesses because I know I know I used to buy some clothes off of Brick. I haven't really hit him up for a while. But uh, what are the other shops that you're next to? Uh, for those that don't know, well, like let's talk about Time Bomb and Refresh. Like, what are their specialty? Uh, you know, for the masses. What's, Time what's Bomb's the- right next to me. That's uh, yeah. Brick Shop, and they sell different hip hop clothes and and magazines, tapes, like a, b- a bunch of different stuff that's changing hats. Like, uh, Brick's the character. Brick's the real appeal there. People go down. They love to listen to Brick's stories. You you can hear him through the wall in the barbershop. That guy's his voice carries. Um, He's he's a legend in Pittsburgh, especially Pittsburgh hip hop. Anything that really has gone on, he's he's had a part of and been there to see a lot of the different stuff. Uh, and then next to him, you got the vault where they sell a lot of the Supreme stuff, like uh, Palace, all that, uh, like kind of hype beastie stuff. And then the Refresh, which is the sneaker shop. So like Jordans, cats buy and sell vintage sneakers there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It gets the aftermarket stuff. So it can be pricey, but they have a lot of stuff that's hard to get, like collector shoes. I wonder if Brick ever considered doing stand-up. 
Because honestly, like I would pay twelve dollars if you had like like sixty minutes of brick talking oh, man, shit yeah. recorded. I, I'd pay twelve bucks for that. Uh, yeah, I would. He's I, a funny I, dude. You could come up with sixty minutes quick. He has a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an insightful guy and he's funny. And you know, is like when I used to buy clothes off of brick. I don't know. I'm. I like to I like to dress more incognito now. I don't. Right. Know, I, I, but honestly, I don't know what the hip hop fashion is these days. But yeah, uh, yeah. everything uh, changes so fast anymore. It's hard to keep right. Up. I guess what it's 2018. Yeah, for now. Oh <laughs> eight oh nine. Brick was selling very detailed T shirts and stuff, and I was wearing them for a while. And he was uh, the T shirts were all right. But yeah, I w- at the time I went to the store to partially just to hear how brick would talk about shit and to see what he was playing on his stereo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, was it, was, so, uh, how's the, how's the music there? Do you ever, you ever walk next door and like, hear some crazy music? Cause I used to uh, learn about yeah. rappers from, I don't uh, have to walk next there. door. There's, there's you can hear it through the wall. Yeah, exactly. Have you heard any, uh, good new rap? Uh, you know, Brick's more of a, he, he likes a lot of the classics. In fact, every You're time playing start, Fat Joe in there. Yeah, there's some Fat Joe that goes down. Um, anytime some of the younger guys start to play stuff, that's probably when Brick's the loudest. He really hates new rap. Oh. Yeah. I mean, we there was Riff Raff was in, in Refresh the other week filming a video. <laughs> and Brick would not get a picture up with him because he didn't want to put his hip hop cred on the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That was weird to get to work and Riff Raff was there though. Um, you cut Raekwon's hair? Cut Raekwon's hair. Yep. That's the uh, highlight of my career so far. <laughs> Wu-Tang. Yeah, that was a surreal experience. Really nice guy, really down to earth I and mean, had his kids with him. Uh, yeah. Hung out, like didn't want to take anybody's appointment, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, not, wasn't wearing anything super flashy. He did make me cut his hair with him facing the mirror and he told me exactly what to do. He said he used to cut hair. <laughs> which, oh, yeah? Yeah, I was like, when? You've been rapping for 30 years. <laughs> he said he was 17. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you. Uh, do you have a walkout song? Like, say you're in a boxing match mm-hmm. or a haircutting comp? No, a haircutting that might be corny, but like <laughs> barber battle. Say you're in a competition. All right. Or no, say you're in a skate video. Say you busted. Oh, you're a skater. A you 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 busted the craziest trick, mm-hmm. and your buddy just happens to be there with a camera, and he's got a good shot, and the lighting's crazy, and you're like, man. Oh, your buddy's like, Scooter, this needs to go on a video. What's a song you might skate to? Oh, that's a tough one because it's, you can pick We won't song. hold you to it. Right, okay. Well, there, there's a lot of options, like uh, playing a crazy rap song always seems cool, but those parts don't really last in skateboarding. Like the ones that, like the skateboard parts I always remember have have some obscure song that I would have never heard otherwise. Some like I, dirty ex- garage yeah. band. Or exactly, some, some, or something weird. Like uh, That's how I got exposed to a lot of music as a kid with skate videos. So I, I don't know off the top of my hat was, head what I, what I would choose, but I don't know, maybe old Gucci. <laughs> old Gucci? <laughs> Mad, fat Gucci, you know. Uh, my chain. My chain, my... <laughs> what? He has a song where it's like oh, yeah, all about Bart my Simpson chain. chain. <laughs> the Bart Simpson chain was one of the best chains ever made. First time I heard Gucci Mane, I only like realized, I only noticed like three words in the song. Oh yeah, yeah. And people not. were going crazy for him. Yeah, I I, I love old Gucci. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a question for you. If you won the lottery, 
$200 million after mm-hmm. taxes. And, uh, you know, you're going to do some cool shit. You're going to travel. You know, you're going to maybe you'll buy yourself a fucking Basquiat or whatever. But you're like, hmm, you know, for karma's sake, it'd be good if I did some philanthropic shit. Right. So you decide to take 15% of that and do something like, you know, you're going to do some do-gooder stuff. Like, right. you know, do, you know, you know, invest in your community or try to, you know, save the environment or you know, do something positive. Uh, what's something you might do? Oh man, maybe something with animals. I like animals. There's a, a lot of, they have a lot of problems. There's a lot of, you know, yeah, probably something with dogs or something like some rescue. Somewhere I could see some effects quickly, not just squandered away. Did you get your pets from a rescue well, place? Uh, my, well, we got a dog from somebody who uh, our dog inherited a breeding dog and some puppies or something like that, and they were going to get rid of them. So it was through a friend of a friend, but nothing. We didn't go. To, we didn't adopt them from a shelter or anything like that. Adopted from a friend. Yeah. Somebody was who needed to get rid of him, and we've been kind of looking for one anyway. And they lied about like he was supposed to be like a Boston Terrier, and he's definitely some mutt, you know. But it's great; he's he's healthy. He's been the best dog ever. It's my first dog, but ah, first dog. Yeah, yeah. everybody thinks their first dog's the best. (laughs) Everybody. I'm uh, I'm kind of like this. I've been the stepdad to a couple of dogs. This guy Fonz Rellington, (laughs) he's hanging in there. He's blind. He looks like a white walker, but he's a good guy. Yeah, seems solid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, man, one thing that uh, really intrigued me about uh, you know, our friend Mikey Siemens and also yourself is that you don't drink. Nope. nope don't but drink. you're not an AA guy. Nope. You just don't do it. I just stop doing it. And I mean, everybody knows you, you, know, you drink, there are consequences. But now, how long has it been since you had a, since you? Drank enough of something to get a buzz. Next next week will be four years. Four years. Four years. Next week. Yep. Was that hard to give up initially, uh, or had you just had enough? It was a pretty bad problem. <laughs> I was I was a, a mess. <laughs> I'd been trying to stop for a couple of years, and it just took one time. I got kicked out of Gooskies again, and uh, which takes a lot. <laughs> Did you have a particular thing that you adopted to help? Uh, replace that time you used to spend because I mean, there's a lot of time and energy you invest when you when you do something whether it's coffee or alcohol or pot or whatever you know you expel a lot of energy and yeah. time when you have that as part of your lifestyle so you know a lot of the aa guys they'll replace that with uh, church or like a prayer mm-hmm. type life uh did you have anything uh, in particular that helped you to you know not get wasted when you realized that you needed to take a break from alcohol? Well, I was lucky. For me, I was in barber school at the time, so I really had something to kind of channel a lot of that energy into. And and, and you're right. Like, uh, when you're drinking as much as I was, it takes up a lot of time, and you have to have something to fill that time. And for me, it was cutting hair. And uh, uh, So you just... Yep. You had a new a new plan, it was a new perfect. license to get I, down. I think that was a big part of it, having something else to focus on and distract myself. Because there's no way in the world that I would be cutting hair now if I was drinking still. I just couldn't do it. I mean, it wouldn't be able to uh, keep your hands. I was I was steady. What they call a functioning alcoholic. I was not. <laughs> I was an unfunctioning alcoholic for sure. It was it was pretty destructive behavior. I I really went for it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, one one way I got you over here today is uh, 
you said that you and your brother were thinking about doing a podcast. Yeah, we kicked the, the idea around. What's the attraction for you there? Uh, it, it was more his idea. Me and him, we like to we like to talk, especially when we get around each other. It's just yeah, uh, yeah. It can be intimidating for uh, other people. You, just, you know, somebody your whole life. You know, you, you just pick up right where you started. Like, I, I look at him whenever we uh, we get together, and it just it just starts. It's 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 cool. It's a, nice, it's a unique relationship. I have another older brother, and we're getting closer as we get older, but it's, it's just different, you know? Uh, so for those that don't know, uh, Scooter has a twin named Mark, and I'm looking at Scooter right now, and I'm thinking, I have no idea what that's like to, like, live a lot of your life with someone that looks a lot or very much like you. (laughs) We have the same DNA. We're identical twins. So at one point we were the same person and split into two, which always freaks me out. (laughs) So you guys and I mean, other twins or other, you know, twin couple people Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, have something very much in common. That's uh, very unique. You guys have conventions or like what? That is, there is a twin convention. <laughs> I'd imagine. We go, we've been a couple times. It's really weird. Uh, there's like, I think it's 1,800 sets of twins that register. It's probably closer to 2,000 sets. So that's like 4,000 twins. Um, there's triplets and not everybody's identical, but everybody gathers in Twinsburg, Ohio. <laughs> 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 yep, they've been doing it since the 70s. It's the largest annual gathering of twins in the world. It's 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 really weird. It's like uh, right by Young uh, Youngstown, I think. So it's like an hour and some change from Pittsburgh. Okay. It's 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 like the town's big to do every year. They have like rides and carnival food, and then there's just a bunch of twins that walk around. <laughs> there's some twin competitions. It's bizarre. Uh, what do you think of the ATL twins? Oh man, they're they can skate. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they found a niche and, and, and wrote it. So, like, whatever. Like, good for them. Uh, can you and your brother, like, finish each other's sentences? Um, Sometimes? Yeah, like, I mean, it's more like I just know him better than anybody, I've, like, I, I ever will. I just, I, we used to think we were a lot alike, and we're not that much alike. We just know each other really well. So I, I know how he's going to react. I know what, how to push his buttons. I, you know, I know exactly... Like what's going on in his head most of the time, when which is cool, but it has its its downfalls too. Does it help to like motivate one another because like you can uh, put each yeah. other in check? It, it it had it was weird growing up. Um, we used to have the same friends for a long time until we just kind of stopped. Uh, we needed to get a, like get away from each other. Living in the same house growing up was tough, but. It's weird having somebody you're related to there with you all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. having a brother that age. There's a lot of things that people do, like maybe in front of their friends that they think is silly, like dancing. Neither one of us were ever big dancers because you you get really self-conscious that your family's watching you. That's weird, (laughs) man. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Yeah, I I enjoy, uh, you know, I enjoy dancing, but man, you take me to a a family, uh, like, you know, wedding event. I mean, I, I... I'll try to fake it, but I like I <laughs> right. It's I get I, I'm like oh, so. it's very you get very self conscious. Yeah. So that's yeah. there was a lot of that growing up. Even swearing was weird at first because you just mm. you're swearing in front of your family. I mean, you get over it pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> that's what teenagers do. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was definitely weird. It was always uh, no matter what something bad you did, there was somebody like oh, I could tell mom. <laughs> 
So I mean, are you, so your podcast idea is it going to be you and Mark just just rapping? I don't know. We haven't put much thought into it. It was just something we'd we'd kind of brought up and see how it would go, and you know how if I even like doing it. It's pretty fun. All right, man. Well, I got you. If you guys, if you guys, uh, if you guys want to record one or a couple to see how it goes, man, I, 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 you know, that'd be cool. I might take. I'm mobile. Yeah, (laughs) hit me up. Hit me up. Uh, You know, I like to get interesting stories down. I think, you know, one reason I do interviews is like I don't have a fucking story to tell that I'm interested in hearing, especially. So, um, yeah, I get people to stop by and just kind of pick their brains, and then the audio nerd in me just enjoys the process of recording right because everybody sounds different oh i bet it's it's a thing i mean i don't i don't do any heavy duty editing um i don't like work on the music a lot but just the sonic quality of everybody's voice is Mm -hmm. a little bit different um and so everybody has a, a you know unique perspective and stuff so it's 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 fascinating for me like in in a way i'm like oh it's it's really nerdy to do a podcast whatever but it's it's I'm into it. I mean, I, 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 I like I believe in it. I mean, I, I, I don't think I'd do it otherwise. Right, right, um, right. I'm sure it's a lot of work. Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. But I mean, this is like something that people do now. People have YouTube channels. People do podcasts. It's 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 you know it's it's be... it's 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 media. Right. Uh, traditional TV is gonna be pushed right out the window. Like my brother's daughter, she's nine. She's never going to know a time when pe- this wasn't something people did. She's, she's growing up with all this technology with a tablet in her hand. And I mean, my other niece could unlock an iPhone at two. Like, you know, wow. it's, that's crazy. I just, I would distinctly remember a time before the internet and sure. Yeah. Well, kids don't anymore. Yeah. I had a kid, uh, went to Alderdice. I went to Alderdice, graduated, um, he was a, he was a senior that year, found out that I graduated and was like, oh, that when did you, you know, what year? And I said, not that long ago, 2001. He said I was three. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, I, crazy. I work with, uh, I work with some people who are like 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there are, um, two people where I work who are 20 and, um, yeah, yeah. I was finishing high school. They, yeah. they, get, they get paid the same as me. Oh, good for them. <laughs> yeah. head, of the, head of the game. Exactly. It's, it's nuts. All right, man. One last topic before I cut you loose. Man, you got a lot of tattoos. You got a lot of tattoos. I got a couple. I All got right. a couple. I kind of stopped. Uh, I got a couple. And for me, I was like, I was just so curious about so much shit. And I was like, the, the tattoos I want with the people I know are going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. It's an investment. And so I lost my momentum and I just didn't get back into it. I thought about it. I spent a little bit of money trying to remove the work that I did oh, really? with laser beams. Hmm. How, how bad that hurt? Hurt pretty, pretty bad, but not for a long time. Okay. So, I mean, you've been tattooed. Mm-hmm. So you know, think about getting tattooed for an hour. It hurts, but your mind wanders. Right. I actually, I, I somehow, uh, in a way, I miss the uh, the psychological effect of getting tattooed. I it was like, I had like a meditative experience one right. time getting tattooed that was uh, unlike anything else I've experienced. Um, but uh, yeah, imagine the pain of getting tattooed for one hour. Then like, compound that pain into 
like three minutes. It's, oh wow! It, yeah. Maybe not that bad, but it hurts really bad. But for three minutes, right? The healing process is pretty rough, though. Yes, like, it's more like a burn. Yeah, mm-hmm. they fry your nerves at a pretty deep level, and um, I think you know, like I had some work done on on my shin. I think mm-hmm. it maybe destroys some hair follicles, which is like mm. on your shin, who cares right. really? But um, the thing about it is that you have to do multiple treatments right. to really remove the ink. So the scarring is bad. Oh. So like for my old pieces, like, yeah, I think I'd imagine what your is first couple scarring, of tattoos aren't the best. Right. Is the scarring right. from the laser or is it from the bad tattoo? I think it's a combination. Okay. Yeah. Because you're just destroying your cells at such a deep level right. of the skin um, that by the time the ink is worked out through the formation mm-hmm. and degradation of the scar tissue, you're, you're the actual presentation of your skin has right. been changed. Oh, yeah. And it probably, um, it probably, you know, as far as how much that's, you know, as far as how much you could see that from a distance, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can see my leg if I look at it, but I'm right. two and a half feet away. You know, most people are maybe viewing your tattoo from uh, 15 feet away right. or something. Um, anyway, back to my question. Uh, uh, I'm off on a tangent here. So, um, I mean, your tattoos, the way you, for your perspective on tattoos, is the tattoo more about just the image or is it, uh, is it like the whole process for you? Like how much of it is about having tattoos and how much about it is getting them? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of both. There's probably a third component too. Uh, it's also who's doing it. I mm. like, uh, I like a very specific type of tattoo. I mean like the American, the traditional stuff, uh, like sailor stuff, like sailor Jerry, all those guys, everybody's mm-hmm. heard of them now. Uh, so there's, there's certain images that I want to get. Like there's an image called Pharaoh's horses. It's three horses heads. Uh, it's actually a story from the Bible. Oddly enough, a lot of these, uh, old tattoo things come from some old Bible story, but, uh, I've always wanted one of those. So it's like, I'll, I'll pick somebody who I want to do it. Like there's, you know, a handful of really good tr- American traditional tattooers and then I'll go to them and, and then get that image, but their interpretation of it. So, and I mean, I'm, I like to pick stuff off the wall too. Um, that never bothered me. Everyone's like, Oh, I would never want a tattoo that looks exactly like somebody else's. I, I do. I doesn't bother me at all. The it's flash like, looks good mm-hmm. for a reason. Exactly. Right? I like something aesthetically appealing. About right. It. And it's yeah. like, Oh, like everybody has an Eagle. Like I want an Eagle. So I want this Eagle that this person drew. And like, I don't care who else has it because we all want an Eagle. Who doesn't want an Eagle? Everybody. You would be great. I've been thinking about getting a hawk. I, I, I thought cool. every summertime, cause I wear less clothes. I'm like, well, I got some tattoos. Right. Like, what am I waiting for? I should just keep going. Like I, I already fucked up my arm. Like I might as well put some interesting stuff next to the not so good one. I, that's how I got so carried away. Just, <laughs> you start to look at them like, oh, now this spot looks smaller. Now this spot looks smaller. And yeah, next thing you know, you're covered. <laughs> oh, right on, man. Um, well, cool, man. Um, all right, a couple stock questions, real quick, if you don't mind. No problem. These are easy. All right, you don't have to take a long time on these. You seen any good movies lately? Uh, I saw Black Panther. Okay. It was good. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of action movies. Uh, they don't work your brain too hard. Nah, that kind of drives me crazy. I had a big discussion about this on uh, the episode of the podcast that's going to come out right before this one. Um, just like, you know, Marvel movies and stuff like that. Star Wars is like junk food. Yeah. 
It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, you might as well be eating Sour Patch Kids. Oh, yeah. Which, oddly enough, they sell at the movies. Yeah, there you go. But I like candy. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't really like uh, action movies. It's just, I want some character development. I want some, I want a plot, you know. Maybe I'm picky. I want to plot. You have an active brain. Right, exactly. I'm going to think about it too much. Everyone hates going to the movies. Like, my friends, they love that. And I just, I'm always picking it apart. Like it's Thinking about fun. it too hard. Yeah, think about it way too hard. Yeah. It's just, you don't it's, like cliffhanger action after nope, I don't like cliffhanger the, action it scene. It makes me feel stressed out. <laughs> like, I, it's not for me. I dig it. Um, read any good books lately? You know, I haven't. I've, I keep starting books and not finishing them. It's a, like... Story of my life yeah. for the past year and a half. Exactly. No judgment passed. <laughs> All right. Um, any special shout outs, man? Um, nope. <laughs> All right. Scooter Clowny, hey, thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much. This welcome, welcome to the podcast. You're in the you're in the club. You can never you can never leave now. Yep. You'll always be. In the club of the Grocery Podcast, man. Good to network with you. Thanks for coming by to talk and all that. Anytime. I'll see you at the shop. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye.